You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C. with the Keys and Anklets podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we dig deep into the, uh, the hot wife and cuckold lifestyle. And as I said, just try to separate facts from fiction and give you true stories about how people actually navigate this lifestyle. And what I have today is a conversation. Uh, actually, I've been chasing for quite a while. We've been trying to pull this together, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to bring it to you. I had to get up early to do it <laughs> because this person is in the UK. Um, but I would let me uh, welcome my guest, Matt. Matt, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hi there. How are we doing? Okay. <laughs> um, so just to give people a, a, a brief idea, you and your wife are a stag vixen couple. And, yeah, and yes, we are. One of the things that jumps out to me about you guys and one of the reasons why I really, really was excited to to have you on is there's this very unique uh, chain of events that's happened that hasn't happened with me yet in the sense of I interviewed a couple from the UK. Another couple heard theirs, was inspired by their story and kind of, you know, pursued the lifestyle. And then you guys heard their two stories and were inspired by it. So it's, it's been like this, this trajectory of one couple, then two couples, now there are three couples. And now I'm, I'm just excited, like wondering who's next, you know, um, like wondering who your story is now going to, uh, you know, who, who your story is going to inspire. So with that being said, I guess, just kind of take us back to the beginning of, you know, how, how first, how you met your wife. How I met my wife. Um, well, okay. So without going into, <laughs> it's quite a story. Um, without going into too much detail, we met in a pub. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't really say how more than that because it is quite, <laughs> quite a story, um, which I shouldn't really go into. But yeah, so we met in a, in a pub. Most, most relationships do. Um, how yeah. old were you when uh, you guys met? Oh, so I was, I think I was 22 and Lou was uh, 20, 27. Okay. So it was a, yeah. Now, was it a, was it the type of relationship where you, there was an immediate romantic connection for you or did you guys become like casual friends first and then it developed into something romantic uh, it's interesting because like, we, we've we've often spoken about this and, and it was actually a friendship um but it was a friendship um i feel i'm so for me i i'd look at her and think uh, incredibly hot um but yeah it, it was a friendship at the time but then we not very long into it we started to meet up socially with a group of friends and then we were <laughs> we, we joked today it all starts out as hugs we used to walk in the walk in the pub and hug a lot, mm-hmm. um, and then that then that developed into more events. Went into towns, the nightclub, and, and lo and behold, it happened. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's how long start there. Some some hugging. Okay. Can't be a good hug, can you? <laughs> and how long have you guys been married? Uh so we've been married probably fifteen years. Been married fifteen years. Been together twenty five years. So we were ten years together. Um before we got married. Okay. And you guys do have, I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but just to kind of give my listeners an idea, you guys do have kids, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Oh. you said they're older? Yeah, yeah. Older kids, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. In their 20s. Okay, so fast forward. Like I said, you guys are a, are a, a stag vixen couple. Do you remember when you first started having those thoughts of, oh my God, the idea of seeing my wife with somebody else arouses me? Like, do you remember when that thought first started creeping into your mind? I, I to be honest, I, I don't, I've often tried to think about this and I, and I can't, I can't really recall exactly when, but the only thing I can think of is, is, is quite standard amongst a lot of the interviews I've heard on podcasts and, and it comes from watching porn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like watching porn and then imagining that being your wife. Um, I think that all started, but what's the, the interesting bit about me, I don't know how common this is, that I used to be insanely jealous, like ridiculously jealous mm-hmm. um, and actually really quite possessive. So if like, she was actually like, like friend, starting bar fights jealous? <laughs> Uh, no, no, not quite, <laughs> no, not quite a brawler. Okay. Um, but, 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 you know, I had a bit of a, I used to have a bit of a temper on me. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it, you know, we'd argue a lot about what I thought she was doing. Um, yeah, that, that, and there were, there were trust issues through no reason apart from my own brain telling me that maybe she's doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing to do with her actions, nothing to do with her previous life, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. It's just, just me now, being this, young. Is this something that you brought from previous relationships or did it start with her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I was the same with a previous relationship. I only had one serious relationship before Lou and and, um, and I was the same then. Um, but <laughs> same's a bit bad, isn't it? But she she wasn't remotely as hot as, as Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, it, and I often reflect and I often think about how can I go from being insanely jealous to, to how I am now in, the, in, a, in a typical stag brain? Um, yeah, I, I find it quite, quite incredible, really. But also the fact that we've gone where we've gone now and the fact that I'm not at all jealous, obviously. Right. You know, it sort of comes hand in hand, doesn't it? But there's there's like, there's absolutely no jealousy attached to it now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's been a, it's quite a turnaround, although quite a long time, but right. it's still quite it's, a turnaround. It's, it's an evolution. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, it's an evolution. Yeah. So you said that for you, uh, like a lot of husbands, it it started out watching porn. Was this porn that you watched prior to meeting her when you were dating? After you got married, like, are you able to kind of? Like, do you remember when you started? Was it when you were able to start watching it on your phones? You know, like that changed for a lot of people because now they didn't have to sneak away and find that room with the TV and watch it. Like once things started being accessible on our phones and our computers, 
yeah. that kind of that kind of changed things. Um, so, do you remember when you started to watch? Well, it was uh, I'm I'm old enough to to be at the start of the internet, which was the old dial up right. modem, <laughs> and that horrendous noise that used to happen before you used to get on the internet. So it was it was that long ago, um, but. I think it was after that, um, and I don't. I, I can't, it's hard to. It's really hard to put put a, a sort of a timestamp on on when I started to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've been together twenty five years, um, and yeah, I, I do. I must admit, it's a long time ago, but I do find it. I do find it hard to, to reflect and think about when it actually started to happen. I think. Like I say, I think it was probably at the start of the internet. Um, I wrote in my blog that, you know, then I went on a, I don't know how we came about it. I don't remember a, a difficult conversation around um, swinging because that's when it started. That's when uh, we went onto a swingers website many, many years ago. Like I say, it's probably about, it's probably about nearly 18 years ago, I would say, we went on the, on the website and we did a profile. Um, as it says in the blog, and and I don't remember that being a particularly difficult conversation at the time, which is quite strange. Maybe it was, but I don't remember it being particularly difficult. Um, we sort of fell into it together, um, and then, but then I was still remaining to be sort of jealous at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm probably not making a full. Oh, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm following you, and actually, I, I, you know, I can help kind of bring you through this. So, you guys, so basically, you guys came into this through the swinging door. You know, like you made the transition from swinging to hot wifing. Well, so, well, sort of. Well, no, I, I don't mean that you necessarily it, actually did it, but that's what got your interest first. Was that. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's right. My yeah. question to you. Being that you say you have this kind of jealous uh, uh, undercurrent to you, and again, being honest, when you got when you was it you that proposed swinging to her, or she proposed swinging to you? Oh, no, no, it would have been me. It's okay. all been it's all been me. So when you proposed swinging, at the time, was your mindset, "I want to be with other women, and this is a way for me to do it." and not lose her or was it for you to see her with other men? In other words, what was motivating you more at the time you wanted to get into swinging? Because most, most husbands, not all husbands, but many of the husbands that I talk to, when they come, the ones that come through the swinging door, initially their mindset is how can I get more pussy without getting in trouble for it? You know, because they, 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 they have eyes for other women, but they don't want to cheat. They don't want to cheat. And so it's like, okay, we, we can go this route and I can play with other women. And if I have to let her play with another guy, as long as the guy's wife is hot, I'm okay with that. You know, it's almost like an exchange. Like, okay, if I can get her, yeah. then I can tolerate my wife being with another guy. So was your primary motivation the fact that it would afford you the opportunity to play with other women or even from that point, were you looking at it as 
were you turned on by the idea of her being with another guy? Like, what was it that yeah. motivated you to want to get into swinging? That's really interesting because I, I, the, that's that has never been a question in my mind before. But when you when you say that, um, I don't remember a lot about going back to those days. But what I do, as soon as you said that question, as soon as you asked that question, my immediate, absolutely no no doubt in my mind, it was always with the dominance of, the dominant thought of, of Lou being with another man. Okay. Which so, is actually really interesting when you ask that. Okay, so... Did you actually have, like, I know you guys were interested in it and you said, you know, you said you set up a, a, a profile. Did you ever have an experience with another couple? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And this was, this wasn't, um, it wasn't uh, organized. So through, it was, it was uh, a friend of mine, um, a longstanding friend. Um, we'd always had those kind of conversations in the pub. Um, you know, sort of just based around each other's partners. Um, it, and we were really close as friends. Um, both couples went out for um, a, a few drinks, turned into a lot of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> then we went back to our, <laughs> went back to our place. Um, and then uh, the kids weren't there. Um, more red wine. <laughs> Game of spin the bottle. Um, <laughs> wow! And then the and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it all, uh, yeah, yeah. So it all ends in chaos, then, doesn't it? So yeah, um, a very drunken night ended up in yeah us swapping partners. Um, but do you know what? It's interesting because I always think back, and I just never forget the the, the vision of of Lou with him, and. And that sticks in my mind and will stick in my mind forever. And I always, because we didn't remember a lot about it, it was always really quite drunk and hazy. But mm -hmm. just seeing those two together was a huge moment for me. And actually, if I go back to it, it's probably then where it probably sealed the deal for me that this is something that is huge in my head. And I want to take it further. So when you, okay, so obviously that's a vivid memory for you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. find it interesting because so far, things that I've asked you, you said that, you know, there, there's not a lot of recollection, like there's a lot of haziness, but yet that is crystal clear to you. Mm, yeah. You, you know, and so yeah. taking it back to your jealousy, did you feel any of it? Like, do you remember if you felt any of it? And I mean, because it's one thing to be jealous, you know, having these ideas in your head of, what she might be doing, what she could be doing. Here she's actually fucking. Yeah. There's no speculation. She's actually getting fucked and hopefully she was enjoying it. And you're watching that. Was there any, do you remember if there was any jealousy in that moment or were you able to just totally enjoy it? Um, well, because, yeah, I wasn't able to totally enjoy it because I was obviously we'd swapped partners. So right. I was with his wife. Um, but I remember looking over and that vision in my head, but in terms of the jealousy, I wouldn't say I was completely fine with it. The days after the days and weeks after I, I do remember us going back to, I remember me asking questions. It didn't ever end up in an argument, but I remember asking questions like, cause this is the very first time this has ever happened. By right. the way. So I remember asking questions like, 
And what was it like? How did it feel? Um, are you sure you, 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 you know, just, just constantly questioning and, and sort of thinking, well, I wonder if she enjoyed it more than she enjoys me and things like that. So this, this was at the start of it. So it's really tricky emotions to go through, isn't it? Even though you might enjoy it, right. you're still there's the questioning. After, there's like, the after okay. effect that you have to deal with. Yeah, but in, funny enough, that would have been on, say, a Saturday night. And then we went into work on the Monday. And I remember us both having to leave work early because we were so horny that day. We came home, but because we were both really horny about sort of recalling and text messaging what happened on the on the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously the Sunday was a big hangover day um, <laughs> and trying to sort of, <laughs> sort of, you know, sort of, sort out your emotions and sort of get it clear in your head. But yeah, the Monday we were texting about it and we both had to come home and yeah, we were just, just so, so rampant. Um, but yeah, there was, there was obviously those, those kind of, it wasn't out and out jealousy. It was amazing, but I still wanted to ask questions like, about how she felt, what was it like, you know, or oh, I'm not sure, I wonder if she enjoyed it more than me and stuff like that. So it was a bit of a mix, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but it, that's the early stages, isn't it? I, I think probably most people go through that. Now, did you continue uh, with swinging? Like, did you have other experiences? Did you see that couple again, or was it like a one-time thing? No, no that that was a that was a one-time thing. Um, there were experiences thereafter, but no no couples. Um, but there were experiences after, um, and. Two of those experiences were with single men we we, we found on the internet, mm-hmm. um, uh, but they were a soft sort of soft swap, soft not swap because there was not a couple there, but a soft play. If you know what I mean, right. no, no sex, right? Um, um, now I'm just out of curiosity, uh, being that you had already seen her with another man before, why did you limit those other encounters with single men? Why were they limited to just soft play? I mean, was that your idea? Was it her idea? Do you remember? I think it was hers. I think I think it was just let's take things a bit slower now. Let's like yeah, let's let's calm this down. And I think it was hers. Uh, just yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's hers. But I I obviously because you don't want to dive straight into that. I was probably you know sort of behind that. And so okay, yeah, it's a good good place to to start that that journey. Um. So yeah, those those two two meets happened, and they were you know we 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 do reflect on those we did reflect on them and think yeah they were good they were good and that was a good fun. Um, then we had another drunken drunken night with a a good friend of mine, um, which did result in in sex. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't set up. That wasn't through the internet, obviously. Right. Um, but that wasn't set up by any stretch. It was just a spontaneous spur of the moment thing. Which actually, Lou, Lou was Lou was really sort of. She drove that one, which was quite interesting. We we're out on a night out, and she came up to me and she said, "I'll, I'll play." Like, oh wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> was that the first time? Was that the first time that you can recall her kind of taking the initiative? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Did that um, bring up any feelings of jealousy that she was like, you know, because it's one thing when it's it's spontaneous yeah. or it's another couple or you go through the process of, like you said, finding somebody on the internet. Cause that's, that's kind of you driving. But when she comes to you and says, okay, this is what I want. Do you remember if that brought up any, any feelings of jealousy 
because now you knew it she didn't. wanted this and she wanted it specifically with this person. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It was absolutely no jealousy at all. Uh, no, none at all. And then, so we went back to his place, um, played, got out a few drinks, played. Um, next day was a little bit, again, it was a bit, okay, that's uh, just a bit, not, not weird, but, but sort of processing that emotion, but all good, completely good. Uh, my relationship with him stayed as it was always. We had a quick conversation and the occasional sort of, sort of memory about it. And then that was it. And that, and, that, that's that's how it ended there. Um, yeah, so there was no there was no um, reflection on jealousy. I don't ever remember any feeling of jealousy with with that happening at all. None at all. Okay, so that's probably because I was there, you know, because the whole thing about my jealousy is me not knowing. I mean, oh, okay. we've always spoken about that. We always speak about that. It's just the the fact that I hate not knowing. Okay, so when she's and that's a bar, where it really stems from. It's your your mind yeah. playing tricks on you and that kind of thing. Hundred percent. Okay. Totally. So yeah. when you're there, 100%. you don't have to worry about your mind playing tricks on you because you're right there. Right. You're seeing everything that's going on. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so you were swinging. You started slowly transitioning to single guys. Then you. Yeah, I mean, the, to be honest, to say we were swinging, probably not the case. We 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 advertised, we chatted, we cammed, we did some sort of fun cam sessions with couples and singles. Um, but we only really swung with is that thing, swung, swang. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we only did it with that one couple, and they were friends anyway. Okay, so no real aside from that one instance, there were no other couples that you guys played with no it was just single guy no. now so then she has the the first time she actually has sex was with your friend now were there any other experiences after that yeah um so it, it went down to then um i mean lou is sort of and has been always has been attracted to the females as well mm-hmm. um and that was something she's never done and we we again put an advert on a on a website, and we met. Sorry, she met um, a, a girl local, reasonably local, um, and they went for a social. But just a reminder, this is a long time ago now. Like right. I say, this is probably about eighteen years ago. Yeah, um, fifteen we're, we're, to eighteen years ago. Yeah, we're going to connect the dots. I'm just letting you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kind yeah, of talk about yeah. the progression. Just it's probably worth worth the reminder really because this is all happened a long long time ago um so yeah so lou met um met up with a girl they got on really well um gorgeous girl really very attractive um and they got on really well um they went for a social um drink um then ended up the night in kissing came home spoke about it got extremely horny you know <laughs> usual thing just from a just from a kiss um and then they, they arranged to go out again and then go back to her place. Um, yeah, just outside the place where we live. Um, so they, they went back to her place and, and had a proper play. Um, now, were you involved in that or were you just watching? No, or were you not even there? No, I wasn't even there. Which, when I, when I think about that, it was, it, it's a, it, oh, I, I remember the feeling. It was at Christmas and I was pacing the living room because they're now, you know, I'm getting text messages saying, 
oh, we're going to go back to, to her place now. Yeah. Oh, so, and then they go back, oh, we're back now. And then they'll send me a couple of pictures. Sorry, Lou would send me like a, a couple of pictures throughout. And I was pacing the living room, and and I remember drinking an awful lot of port to try and get myself through it, which was a great. Actually, it was a great feeling. It was just adrenaline. Right. Um. It wasn't jealous. It wasn't anything bad. It was just like nervous adrenaline. Um. Knowing what's happening and and me not being there. Um. Yeah. So then she got a taxi back to to, to our house. And, uh, yeah. And then all hell broke loose in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> you were all over. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was amazing. And they met twice after that similar play at our, at our house. Um, but actually one of those I was involved with. Um, so yeah, we, we, we ended the night all, all up together sort of thing. Um, okay. not with me having sex with her, with the other girl, but, me having sex with with Lou and okay. the other girl playing with Liv. Okay, so you're so you're you're kind of progressing. You know, you had the single guy, and now she kind of expands yeah. and and starts playing with women. Yeah. So how how long yeah. did this go on with with her having these encounters with 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 single men or with women? Well, that was it. That that was probably the that was at the end of it. So kind of jumped about a bit there in terms of the time frame but that that ended because that that woman um was with a with a I think it was her husband yeah anyway she was with with a guy um who knew about all this it was what she was he was fine with it um she became pregnant and then it all sort of stopped um but one of those when i said we had we, we met with two single guys one of those was after the the girl Mm-hmm. Um, and and then after that, it just all stopped. It all sort of stopped, and you know, again, if you if if you read or have read my blog, that's when it sort of became quite dark for me, really, because it, it all stopped, um, and nothing, nothing. There was no interest. There was nothing happening after that, and it's always, you know, me. And this is where I got into a bit of a sticky situation, really. I, I just craved it and, and wanted it because of my stag brain, as I call it. Um, and it it never happened. I always get, I was always getting a response from Lou that it was, you know, I'm just happy with you. I don't I don't need anyone else in the relationship. I don't need it. I just want you and that. And that's, that's all we need and, and that's all I want. And like I said, again, I keep referring to my blog, but it, it was... It, that that would be music to any anyone else's ears, apart from a, a stag, if yeah, you like, or yeah, a yeah, you know, or a cut. Right, it doesn't hit <laughs> it doesn't hit us the same way. And our brain just, but I don't I don't want you to be with just me. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy this. You know, it's, it's exciting to me. You know, why don't you want yeah. to do this? Yeah, yeah, you know? that's right. Okay, so I remember you from a conversation uh, that we had before, and uh, and you 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 know you kind of. Um, explained that this was a dark period and if you don't mind yeah. you know because my episodes are all about helping people and and, and hopefully yeah. connecting with somebody who's been through something similar um, correct me if I'm wrong but didn't you have a period where you kind of stepped out stepped out, what, stepped what, out what? on your what? wife like we're with, with oh, yeah, someone yeah. else yeah 
yeah, 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 um, yes, yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, um, was that like you seeking this kind of stag type of thing where you wanted to kind of find yeah. somebody to kind of experience that with, or was it purely just yeah. you wanted to be with somebody else physically? No, it was, it was, it was, it was to be part of the lifestyle. Um, but from a, well, it, it was kind of like, the, I suppose it's hard to rationalize that. It's really hard to get really define why, but it was, it was remaining, it, it was just curiosity of being in that lifestyle and yeah, but from the other angle, because that's the only angle I could come from because I wanted to be a stag, um, desperately wanted to be a stag, um, which probably because it wasn't happening, probably just made me come from a different angle and be the other guy. Okay, um, so you wanted to be, so you, were, you, you, your stepping out was you assuming the role of a bull. Yeah. And yeah, being with yeah, another man's right. woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that was that's just right. a way for yeah, you yeah. to just like, okay, if I can't do it as a stag, my desire yeah. to be a part of this is so strong, then I'll just yeah. do it from the other side because it, at least it allows yeah. me to be connected. So I'm curious, when yeah. you did that, were you, did you find yourself kind of living vicariously through the husband? Like, were you longing to be in his shoes even though you were playing yeah. the role of a bull? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it's actually a horrendous part, a horrendous time in my life, like horrendous because it didn't fulfill anything. Right. There was no value in it. There yeah. was no gain from it apart from an orgasm. Like it's just, it was, there was nothing to gain from it. Um, but it, you know, it happened. And, um, you know, like I said, I've said before, it, I regret every single second of it. Every single second. Not because she found out, but because it didn't. It was. It was. It, it was is it, cheating. Yeah, it was. It was cheap to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It was to me. Absolutely. That. It was. I mean, I, was, I can it, imagine. It I can imagine that. And I've 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 spoken on, on on this before because as many of my listeners know, I occupy both spaces. You know, I'm a bull in the lifestyle, yeah, yeah. but I'm also a stag. And I know that as a bull, you, you know, you play with a couple and then you leave. And for me, being that I occupy both spaces, that doesn't bother me because I know I get to experience the other side. Meaning yeah. I know what that conversation is like. I know what that sex is like. I know what that reclaiming is like. So I'm able to yeah. separate myself and leave a couple and be perfectly fine. But I can imagine for you, understanding where you were coming from, you left that situation and your mind was probably, what are they talking about? What are they doing? Uh, you, know, it, you know, how is she explaining? Like you were wondering what that yeah. part was like, yeah. you know, once you the left. The biggest thing for me was, the biggest thing, sorry, the biggest thing for me was, it was how good is their relationship going to be now? Because we all, you know, it, it was always going to be good, wasn't it, for them? Um, right. And that's, that was the overriding thought, is like, how, how good are they now? Because like, I, I, I witnessed it. So if I go back to, to those experiences that I just spoke about, I remember us after. Now, there, there wasn't remotely the afterglow as we have now, but there was still an afterglow. There was still an element of, 
you know, we were really horny together. We were like, but nothing like it is now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing like it is like this. Now it's off the charts. Back then, because we didn't really, really understand it, it was just a quick afterglow for a couple of weeks and uh, that's, that's great and move on. But now it's just huge because we understand and, and it's, it's emotional and it's deep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you were, when you had that experience as a bull, was that a one-time thing? Did you do it with, with yeah. several couples? Oh, so you only did it that one time? No, not this one. Yeah. And it was yeah. completely unfulfilling, and you were like, okay, that left a really horrible taste in my mouth. I don't want to no, do that it again. Was, no, I didn't, think, I didn't think it was like that. It was just, yeah, it, was, it wasn't fulfilling. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad experience, but you, it just it, unfulfilling in the sense of you didn't get out of it nearly what you were hoping to get out of it. Oh, no. No. No, not at all. It was still, I was still frustrated. I was still, we were still having the same arguments about sex, me and Lou. Like, you know, our sex life, even at that time, was, to others, was incredibly adventurous. She looked amazing. She dressed up. Um, you know, like, I've said before in, in the blog that, you know, we, we, we kept we kept love uh, love honey around summers. We've we've, we've kept them in, in business with the sex toys, you know. Mm-hmm. But like our sex then was ridiculously adventurous, like with the toys and what we what she wore and but in stark contrast now it's actually quite tame. But I don't crave the toys. I don't crave the I don't know the butt plugs in the anal and all that sort of right. stuff. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it because it's so deep and it's so passionate now. Mm-hmm. That is just mind-blowing. Like, that's all I need to feel. I need to feel her and her skin and her kiss. And it is it's off the charts. And I don't want to see another toy in my life, really. You know, right. it's like, no, forget that. It's no, there's no benefit to that. So our sex is actually, from the outside point of view, probably gone backwards but for us it's it's just projected massively forward what it sounds like to me what i'm what i'm hearing from you is the sex that you were having back then even though it was exciting it sounds like there wasn't a lot of depth like it was very shallow it was it was like it was really shallow it was really shallow sex you know the emphasis was on you know, the, the, the dressing up and the toys, like everything was very visual and, and, yeah. and almost like an instant, you know, gratification, almost like putting something in a microwave. Whereas now it kind of has that, that crock pot, that slow cooker kind of yeah. feel where, you know, Michelin it, star restaurant. Now. It, exactly. Where it's, <laughs> it's taking time and it's, it's marinating. And when you, eat it it's full yeah. of flavor and you know like you know when you put something in a microwave if you don't get it right away it's almost like it cools <laughs> off like it's, it's not even hot after just a few minutes whereas you know when you put something in a crock pot and you put it on a plate you can step away for several minutes and come back and it's still pretty much piping hot you know yeah um so it it, it sounds like you've just kind of reached this level of depth to where yeah. you're able to get far more enjoyment just from that connection and that that deepness of of what it is that 
that that you have. So what I'm curious about, so you stepped away and that was a, a, a dark period for you. Yeah. When did the concept, because what you were doing before, you didn't know what you were doing. You were just, you guys were just kind of fumbling around in the dark. And like I said, it was, it was very shallow. When did you become aware of, oh, there's a depth to this, you know, like, oh, people are doing this and they're having these amazing connections. Like, when did you realize that that part of this lifestyle was out there? Uh, about 15 months ago when I started listening to your podcast, I think. Um, you know, I, I always knew, I always knew it'd be, it would be good for me. I, I knew that. And I remember the feelings when we did it, the, the instances 15 years ago. Um, I remember the feeling after that. And I know I wanted that again. Um, but since listening to your podcast and listening to, to your interviews, um, it really sort of, I, I thought, okay, that's really quite deep. And then since having a couple of experiences, um, well, actually, even before that, since, like I say, I use it, I don't want to sound like I'm using this term lightly because it must be terrible for for gay people to struggle to come out. Um, but since coming out as stag and, and hot wife wanted to get into that lifestyle, it's it's really, it's, it's blown us away, all, both of us. Like, it's blown us both away and, and how we, we never thought it would be this good. We never thought it would be this connecting. I don't, I don't think anyone would maybe know until they actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think um, I don't think you can actually you, you can't guess how how connecting it is. You, you can is um, maybe it's different for other people. I don't know, but for 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 me and Lou, it's been it's been huge. And it's been the single most reason why we've probably kept going with it and enjoyed it. Um, Because ultimately it's about us. Right. So let me ask you this. So you went through a period where there was nothing going on. Where she, you said, like you said, her mindset was, I'm happy with you. And then you kind of. 15 years, I think. Yeah. Right. So then you kind of have this, this dormant period, you know, post. Yeah your bull experience and then it's just the two of you and like you said you know playing with toys and you were still adventurous but there was no depth to it yeah and then you stumble across my podcast and you hear other people kind of living this existence that you kind of crave but with a level of depth that you had never experienced it but it was calling out to you like that's that's what i was looking for so how did you reintroduce because like you said she had been resistant yeah. And didn't have any interest in it. So what sparked, how were you able to spark her interest in it again and make her see it as something worth pursuing? How did you do that? Well, that, that's where, um, <clears throat> that's where secret stag and secret vixen come in. Um, because obviously listening to your podcast, stumbling on your Twitter page and then going to your podcast, um, I started listening to them and then, I can't remember if it's the first one I listened to. I, I don't remember, but it wasn't long into listening to your podcast. I came across 
um, Secret Stags, Secret Vixens um, podcast interview. And it, that really rang home for me. And, and you know, maybe it's because they were English as well. I, I don't know. Probably. But it was, it was just incredibly similar to, to our story in a, in, in a number of ways. Um, you know, and, and actually I then subsequently sort of messaged Secret Stag quite a bit on Twitter and we had some really, really good chats and he, he was, he's been amazing in, in terms of his help. Um, and, and, you know, the, the whole emotion is attached to, to, to being a stag. Um, so then I, I asked Lou if she would um, listen to it. So you had um, conversations he, with him prior to even bringing it to her attention that you would listen to a podcast. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so then I, I, I mentioned to her, I said, look, I find these podcasts, I've been listening to podcasts, because it's been for the, the 15 years, 10, 15 years, we've been in that sort of place of, of Lou not wanting to, right. to bring others into the relationship. We've been talking about it a lot, uh, a lot, but it's always ended up in arguments and we've never really sat down and drilled into the, the emotional side of it because they understand it. So listen to your podcast, we've started to understand the emotional side of it because I think that was the biggest driver for me. It's like, why am I feeling like this? Why is it? Why, why, why? So that's when I investigated podcasts. Um, and yours has been great because you you don't talk about the sex side, you talk about the emotional side and the impact and the outcomes and things like that. Um, so, yeah, anyway, going back to it, Lou, uh, she's been brilliant. She said, yeah, okay, I'll listen. I'll, I'll have a listen. And she listened. And, just and then I think... Just to interrupt you, because I just on. want to get this before you continue. Did she agree to listen after the first time you brought it up to her or did you have to kind of, did you have to bring it up more than once? No, first time. Okay. First time she said, yeah, okay, I'll have a listen. Yeah, she, she is, she's, she's great like that. Um, so she listened to that. Um, and then she, and then I think shortly after I listened to Libby. Again, I forget her, her Twitter handle, mm -hmm. but Libby. Um, and again, that was, that was good. That was really good. Um, sort of brought some parallels and, the reluctance and the nerves and, and all those sort of things. I can't really remember much detail, but I remember it was it was a good one. It was quite relatable to, to us. Um, and it all kind of happened within probably a couple of months. It probably less than that because these podcasts might have been. I think they were probably in your in your episodes on online at the time, and then we we listened to. Mr. and Mrs. Kaz UK. Um, so a combination of all of those, mm -hmm. and theirs was fantastic, um, and subsequently become friends with them and we've, we've been to see them. Um, but yeah, all the, the combination of those three um, interviews is, is massively, massively helped, usually. In fact, it's not helped. It's, it's been the reason why, how we are today. So she was able to listen and one of the things that I attempt to do uh, with my podcast is I know sometimes husbands have these feelings and sometimes they're not able to articulate it the way that they want to. Like it doesn't come out like they know what they feel, 
yeah. but they struggle with with giving it words in a way that their wife is going to fully understand what they're trying to say. Because like you said, a lot of the wives are like, well, why do you want me to be with another man? And sometimes yeah. husbands struggle with, with, with putting the right words together. So the, the idea behind the podcast is that maybe there's another husband who's able to explain it in a way that you want to, but you just can't find the words so that you could tell your wife, hey, listen to this. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This guy is just better at explaining it than I am, you know? Um, and I find that that's helped a lot of people because it's, it's given them a way to get out those emotions and for their wife yeah. to kind of hear it in another voice and have, yeah. a, have, have a better, more clear understanding of what a husband's motivation is for why exactly he wants to see her with another man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there's probably different motivations, and you know, mine's probably deeper than some. Um, but I never, I never, it, I always try and sort of. Well, no, I never try. Um, it's never trivial for me. It's not like, oh, I want to see my wife get fucked by another man. It's deeper than that. It's so. This is how I think I probably explained it at the time. So. It's about my absolute devotion and love for Lou. Um, it, I think it all stems around that. It, it, she's my absolute world. Like I look at her, and I think she's an absolute goddess. I think she's stunningly beautiful. She's got an incredible body. Her personality lights up a room. Um, I, I just can't say enough about her in, in, in a positive way. If I... If we finished a relationship tomorrow and then I got over that and yeah, it was all good and I've met somebody else, my mindset isn't going to be, I want that somebody else to, I want to watch her get fucked by another man. Right. No, no, that's, that's, that's not the thing. It's, it's all about my love and devotion for my wife. Now, just say that new relationship, if that happened, then we might develop that because then I get another love, you know, feelings and love and devotion for that person possibly can't see it, but you know, <laughs> but it's not about, it's not about me being in a room with my girlfriend being fucked by another guy. It's, it's not about that. It's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. it, and that's probably the way I described it. It is deeper than that. It is actually born from my intense love and passion and how much I fancy my wife. So let me ask you, and this is just because I, I understand what you're saying. This is for the benefit of people who are listening, who are, who are asking themselves, okay, why did it matter? Like, okay, they can understand your love and, and, and your devotion to your wife. And I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. People outside the lifestyle would be like, well, there are plenty of ways to show that love and devotion to your wife just by being more attentive to her, affectionate with her, loving her. Why did it take yeah. this lane? Like, what is it about? Like, I know you say it's not about watching her, you know, getting fucked by another guy, but regardless of oh, how you want to yeah. paint it, that's what's happening, you know? Yeah. So there are people who would wonder yeah, yeah. why, what is it about this particular lane? Like, what is it about her actually being with another guy that allows you to use that as a way 
to show your love and devotion? Is it that you want her to experience something? Is it that you want her to know that this is how much I love you, that I can be totally secure in the strength of our dynamic that you can experience this? You know, is it that, you know, you want her to feel just how incredibly, you know, how incredibly sexy she is in the sense that, you know, your mom always has good, you know how your mom always has good things to say about you. And it's like, eh, well, you're my mom. You're supposed to say that, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Is it like, you know, that when you tell her she's beautiful and sexy, yes, it, she hears you and she likes it. But I think there's that natural tendency of women to sometimes be like, well, you're my husband. You're supposed to say that. So is it that you wanted her to feel that from somebody that wasn't necessarily obligated to say those things. So I'm just trying to get an idea of yeah. why did your love and devotion to her manifest itself in having her pursue interactions with other men? If you can even answer that. Yeah. So I'm glad you, I'm, I'm really glad you threw that at the end of it because this is the million dollar question. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear a stag actually answer that and um, be committed to the answer. I, I, it's, it's flaky, but like, I don't, I still don't know. So in my pursuit for why, I still haven't found it. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly haven't found it. Um, and it's not simply about my love and devotion for her. It isn't. So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll come home at night, you know, I'll give her a hug and tell her how much I love her. I'll buy her flowers. I, I, I'll, I'll buy her things and, and, you know, what treat that I constantly tell her. I constantly tell her so much so she's probably absolutely bored to, bored <laughs> to hear it. Um, but if, if <laughs> I don't, I can't answer it, but yeah, I suppose, you know, it's not about, oh, I'll let you fuck something because I love you that much. It's not like that. It's just that when I see her and I see her have the connection with somebody, um, so that's probably what I was saying. I was sort of jumping a bit, but it, we, our thing is to find the connection. So, you know, we wouldn't have just, you know, a couple of hours social then go to a hotel room. That that wouldn't be a thing for us. We both share this intense kind of feeling for we have to have a connection with the person. Right. So there's messaging, there's socials up until possibly we decide actually, well, yeah, we'll go out for a few drinks and we'll book a hotel. And then even then, there's no guarantee that it'll happen, but you know, we've got a hotel room and we'll see how it goes. So there is that. Um, we, we do need that sort of connection side of things. So the passion is there when, when they do end up playing. Okay. Um, just going back to your, your question, uh, why does it take that? I don't know. I guess that's the stag brain, isn't it? Who, who can say? Uh, who can say? I don't know, but all I do know is that it absolutely lights us up as a relationship now. Um, and I just feel an enormous sense of pride. Um, you know, yeah, just a, it is a huge amount of pride. It's, it's a feeling of, I, I mentioned it on Twitter a long time ago, it's like a feeling of positive jealousy. Mm -hmm. so there's a negative side of jealousy. And I think there's actually a positive side. So when you're, when she's when she's messaging, sending pictures, and she's smiling on the messages, and it makes me want to be a better person. You know, it makes me want to be um, 
all right, okay, got that. maybe I need to up my game. So I'll lift heavier in the gym. You know, I'll work harder on my body. And, and, it made, and I like that. And I like the fact that she's keeping me on my toes and making me a, a better person. Like, I need to be on my game. Right. And I like that feeling. It keeps you, know, you from maybe taking not it for, for granted. A, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think she quite enjoys that, that side <laughs> of it as well. <laughs> oh, all right. So let me, let me ask you this. So you, you have the benefit of having tried to walk this path before and it didn't quite work out the way that you wanted. So then you fast forward and you hear the podcast and you introduce her to it. And you kind of both have this, this clearer understanding of what you're pursuing. And so you start going through the process, you know, you, you know, you kind of put feelers out there and, and, you know, she finds somebody and then things start building and things start building. Can you contrast that to what you felt before? Cause, cause you're at a point now before she found someone where even though you heard the podcast and even though you heard the stories and even though you talked to secret stag at this point for you, it's still kind of all speculation because you haven't done it yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you actually start going through the process and she's met someone and and you see her building that connection and now you're starting to feel it because it's happening to you. It's not you talking to someone else about it. It's, It's happening with you and your wife. What was that like compared to, like, can you contrast that to what you felt before when you were like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling it now. Like, I'm, I'm watching her flirt and I'm watching her connect with this guy and I'm watching things get stronger and I'm watching her desire build. What was that like compared to what you had experienced before when it was more kind of like you said, these kind of spontaneous drunken nights, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even if it wasn't a spontaneous drunken night, it was... Uh, um look at the guy's pictures on a profile, meet for a social and then go back to our place for, for some for some fun. Right. Um yeah. So oh in it, and this is the thing. So it's intensely different. Like chalk and cheese. Like there's 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 no comparison between the two now. So I remember um the first guy we I started to talk to and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm happy for for those two to, to exchange numbers. Um and I remember it being um, near Christmas, and she's she's messaging. Um, and I remember going in the kitchen. I think it was actually Christmas Day. I remember going in the kitchen and sort of reading the messages, and and it was it was something so simple but so sexy. It was about mistletoe, and when when we meet for the social, um, bringing the mistletoe for a kiss, and uh, that was just uh, that was mind blowing mind-blowing and I remember us um yeah intensely kissing like a really sexy 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 kiss after reading that mm-hmm. um and even just that even just a text message about uh kissing another guy with mistletoe was just huge um so that's the difference that is the difference just just that little bit of spark that little bit of a cheeky grin on her face as she's messaging um yeah, it, it's, it's hugely different to uh, 15 years ago when we didn't really understand the depth of the, the stag vixen lifestyle. Let me, you, you, you bring up something uh, interesting, and I'm sure that there are going to be other husbands out there who can really relate to what I'm about to ask you. I, I, I like those, I'm a big fan 
of those little moments, you know, and you brought one up, you know, and I've had plenty of conversations with wives and I'll ask them about this. Those moments when you're home, you know, just a regular day, you know, you're both in regular clothes and no plans to go out or anything. You're just kind of going through life. But she's sitting there and she's texting a prospective guy. And you see that look, like maybe he says or something sexy or he says something funny to her. And she kind of gets that, that, that wicked kind of grin on her face and that twinkle in her eye. How beautiful does she look to you in those moments where she doesn't, she's not even aware that you're looking at her, but you're looking at her and you know that she's texting with him. Yeah. What do you feel in those, in those little moments? Um, so I feel, yeah, I just feel really, really, really proud. Um, that feeling of making sure that, okay, all right, you know, and that, that kind of positive jealousy, it doesn't actually come into much jealousy, but it's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. It's that spark, it's that, okay, um, it's hard to describe, but it, it, it is, I love it. I, I've seen it many times in her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that feeling because at the same time, our relationship has always been unbelievably tight. Like I said, she, she, she was so, so forgiving. But you know, when I, when I ventured away from, from the marriage, um, uh, like just incredible. And, you know, I, I forever in debt to her for being like she's been, she's, she's, so the trust and our relationship is just never, ever in doubt. So I see those things and I see those as incredibly sexy little light bulb moments where like, yeah, yeah, go have some fun, go and enjoy yourself. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't have to be so devoted to me. Like that's my job. I'll devote to you and I'll always be there for you. But just go and have, you know, just go and have that twinkle in your eye. Go and have some fun. Let people see you. Let people, you know, um, fancy you and, and, and look at you in desire and yeah I, I love that and, and that's what I see I see her well, I see a single side of her I suppose which is nice <laughs> and just to let my <coughs> listeners know because I'm sure some people out there are probably have this question in their mind I, am te- I, I intentionally did not get you to go into detail too much detail about when you stepped out and how she found out and how she forgave you, because I know that you have a blog. So my mindset is for the people that want to find that out, obviously I'll be linking the information to your blog, to this interview. They can go, because I want to get them to go and read your blog. I want to get more eyes on your blog. So they can go and read that to get a more in-depth understanding of exactly what that, because I know that you wrote about that in your blog. So they can get yeah. a more detailed understanding of exactly what that period was like for you and for her and how she came to forgive you and you guys were able to move past it. So that's why for those people out there who were like, get him to talk more about what happened there. That's why I'm <laughs> doing that is so that if you want to hear that, you can go to his blog and get a much more detailed understanding than what I would be able to accomplish you know, in this particular interview. So that's why yeah. I don't want people to think that okay. I'm ignoring that. It's just no. go to his blog and get a, you know, a much clearer understanding of, of what happened there. So back to this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go on. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, so I was going to say that, I was going to say that you know, from the blog point of view, there's not much to say a blog is only one. I've only written one article, 
And that was our journey up until the point where we found you as a podcast and, and we, we, we changed our relationship completely based on that. Um, and I, I do want to write some more um, about up until now. So from, from the end of that point, so it's where we are now. Um, but there's not a lot of detail in, in when we, when I strayed away from the marriage and, and to be honest, there, there won't be, um, you know, or I just felt it was important to write that, mm-hmm. um, because I was confused and it was a dark time and it, 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 yeah, it was just a, a horrible time, um, because I felt so low and, and. Yeah, I, I just felt it was important to mention it. Like I say, I didn't, didn't want to, and I won't go into massive detail about it. Um, but yeah, it's it just worthy of putting in there. Is a is a is quite a low point because yeah, I'm, I'm sure stags have low points even before they you know sort of develop that and come out as a stag, if you like. Mm-hmm. Tough time. It is a tough time for, for it was a tough time for me. Okay, so yeah. so I guess fast forwarding a little bit. So she's she's found a guy, and I know from following you on Twitter, the there were there were there were some soft moments. Like yeah. there was there was there was soft play uh, happening first. Yeah. So I'm going to skim over that because I know what you were looking for. So when it finally happened, and I know it was fairly recent for you guys when it finally happened where it was the full experience yeah, and you're actually watching her with another man, not for the first time, but the first time with this deeper understanding and this deeper appreciation. Yeah. So when that happened, did all of the dots in your mind finally connect in the sense of, this is what I've been searching for my entire life. Like this right here, this moment is that depth, that complexity was, is that what you felt that first time that you saw it with this new understanding? Um, it was, it was more of a steady build up because as soon as Lou had said, you know, this was like 15 months ago, we sat in the kitchen at the breakfast bar and, and we had the chat and she said, she, you know, yeah, um, go in. I've, I've listened to the podcast. I'm, I can't promise anything. Go in, go in. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go and try and find some guys to talk to, and then maybe go on socials. From that point, it's been actually quite a steady build up. Um, and even from that point, that was the biggest moment. We both sat. I, I wrote this in the blog. We both sat on the on the on the bar stools and you know cried. Um, because it was just huge relief to think that, okay, we're going to start at least looking into a lifestyle and a journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of slowly built up from there. And at that point on, I felt, I felt very, um, just, just at ease with everything and, and, and complete with myself. Um, but yeah, as time's gone on, it's been, do you know what though? It's been, it's not easy. It's not easy. So, I'll go to the first time we, first social, nothing happened. She didn't, he was a lovely guy, but nothing happened. She didn't want that to happen. But as an overriding feeling, these little bits that you mentioned, and, and I quite often reflect on the, the small things more than the big things. When I went to get a drink on that first social, I came back up 
actually, I was at the bar and I could see them talking. And and Lou always looked just stunning. And I was watching them talk and laugh and interact. And but I, I could see it now as I'm talking. I could see it now. And I remember looking because it's quite a distance and thinking, "That's amazing to watch. She's she's laughing. She's enjoying herself. She looks stunning." Um, and from like again, so that's a little sort of a little piece of the puzzle gone in. Um, and then the next social with another guy um, ended up in a in a kiss in a car park. So we were saying goodbye. I was getting in the car, um, and they were they were having a kiss. And again, another bigger piece of the puzzle splits in, and it just builds and it just builds and builds for me. So yes, whilst the the actual full on experience was intensely amazing was quite a steady build up to that and I was actually really quite prepared and I think I think we we were lucky to do it in the way we've done it um is a steady build up but for anyone out there that is this going something similar and they're talking about it just that's the biggest thing for me just take it really slowly and easily and and, it, and it's only because I've heard from people you've interviewed you know take it take it steady take it really really carefully watch them have a kiss first and then build from there. Because if you go straight in and you go, yeah, go on, go and have sex with my wife and you can't handle it. That's actually probably the most divisive thing for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So the steady build up for me, it, when it got to the point where, and it did still new. So, you know, like, like uh, Mr. And Mrs. Kaz UK said, it had happened previously 10, 15 years ago, but now it's like the first time. Their, their, their first experience was like the first time and it was the same for us um, but I was prepared for it and it was it was incredible it was incredible to see to see my wife orgasm with another guy inside her it was massive and it was it was just pardon the pun it was uh, it, it was it was incredible it was such a, a, an amazing bonding experience okay so let me ask you this then since everything has happened and you said from the, I guess, starting from the 15 months ago when you stumbled across my podcast to now, yeah. how has your relationship with your wife changed? How has it been affected? What's different now than say two or three years ago? Like what, where are you guys? Like how would you describe the place that you guys are in? So we we always thought we had a good relationship, and I suppose we did. Um, but I don't know. I, every minute of every day, I look at it, and I, I, I never just see my wife. I just see, I just see a beautiful person inside and out. Um, I appreciate her every every minute of every day. Um, we fancy each other. We want to be together. We we always did, but we we spend so much more time together now. So, you know, well, I get, so Lou is she's a clean freak, really. She 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 always wants an immaculate house, and we we do have an immaculate house. But she stopped cleaning so much because like life is short, and we just want to be together. So we'll we'll have special days on the weekend, and you know, just even when we go shopping, well, not now, not down, but, but <laughs> we we. we <laughs> We we go shopping and, and we do things and we walk the dog together and we go out for walks on evenings and if I'm not training in the gym we'll go we'll go walk. Um but we never used to do that. 
never used to do it at all. Uh, you know, we, we like I say, we never had a bad relationship at all, but it, it's probably just intensified by times 10, I would say. Mm-hmm. She's out at the moment. You know, I can't wait to see her and talk about this podcast that I've done, and I can't wait to see her. Like, she's gone out for probably a couple of hours. That's it. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing her now. And that's not all just bluster and, 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 and bullshit. It's, it's, it's true. It is absolutely true. We, we're looking forward to our weekends away coming into summer and being allowed to go out again, you know, post-COVID. Um, we can't wait to go and see Mr. and Mrs. Cash UK. And we had an incredible weekend up, up there. Um, yeah, just just life is an adventure now, and we're looking forward to the next next chapter. It's just, it, that's probably it. It's an adventure, and we just keep keep looking forward to the next bit. Whether that's socials or or play times or just us, right? Just it's, it 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 sounds like again with this with this deeper understanding that you know, like I guess it's become almost cliche where people say you know to enjoy life and and no one's promised tomorrow and live in the moment and like people always talk about that. You always hear cliches about it. But it sounds like you guys are actually living it, like each moment. You know, you're you're not taking things for granted. It's like, okay, we got to walk the dog anyway, so let's use that as an opportunity to be together. You know, we have to go shopping anyway, so let's use that as an opportunity to be together. You know, it's like making it a priority instead of just allowing it to happen by happenstance. You know, it's like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like making it a focal point. Like we are going to do whatever we can to enjoy the time that we have together and to yeah, maximize absolutely. the time that we have together. Like you said, she used to yeah. be a clean freak and she would spend a lot of her time cleaning. And now it's like, well, the house is clean. I don't have to spend every waking moment cleaning. I can set aside some of that time and spend it with my husband. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's not, that's not because we got to make the effort. It's because we naturally do that now. So it's not like, okay, we're drifting a bit. We need to make an effort to spend more time together. It's that, that's what we do. That's what we want to do. Well, it's like you and I had, had said before, and you made the comparison to coming out. And it's, it's living your truth. And your truth is, I yeah. am hopelessly and eternally devoted to this woman. And I want to spend every possible moment showing her. Yeah. In any way I yeah. can, like you said, just being excited to talk to her about recording this episode and being able to share it with her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To be honest, just going back to that, you know, I, I don't like using that term coming out because it, you know, that, that, like I say, that sort of, sort of trivializes it for, for actually that, that type of, um, yeah, yeah, it trivializes that really. But but your 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 terminology is brilliant. Is living your truth is probably more uh, more. Uh, but I would, yeah, I more would, to the I point, would, really. I would I would push back on a little bit, and I would say this because I've I've known, you know, I've I've you know, like most like a lot of people, I've I've known gay people, and yeah. I have friends that are gay people, and I think that if you had a a, a real conversation, they would agree, like. I don't, in other words, I don't think that coming out is a term that they would be, 
I don't know, resistant to share with other Offended people. Offended by? Yeah, yeah. Like I think yeah. that if it's yeah. somebody living, because that's what they're doing, they're living their truth. So if it's yeah. somebody else, whether you're, in other words, are they going to be offended if a transgendered person comes out? You know, mm-hmm. like I think coming out is just accepting your truth and living your truth. And I think that yeah. a person who is gay, they would, they would, I think that they would applaud that. Yeah. Because they know what it's like to live in denial and, and suppress who you really are. So I think that they would mm-hmm. commend anyone in any walk of life who made the decision to live their truth because they understand it's not an easy thing to do. So when they see somebody do it, there's a sense of camaraderie there. Like my truth is not your truth, you know? That's right. My truth is not yeah. the other person's truth, but we all have that in common where we live that truth. And like one of the things that I'll kind of put it in terms that made it easy for me to understand is I've always been a, a dream chaser, you know? Um, and so a large part of my life was spent around other people who were pursuing dreams, whether it was dreams in, in music or dreams in, you know, in entertainment, TV, you know, those liberal art majors in, in school, you know, that's who I gravitated towards as opposed to the people who, you know, they kind of had their whole life mapped out and I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to intern with this company and I'm going to do the Like they just followed the blueprint. Not saying that that wasn't their dream, but it, it, like you, you know when you're dealing with someone who's chasing a dream versus someone who's just kind of following a blueprint. And so yeah. I always gravitated towards those people the people who were dream chasers, because that's what I was doing. I was, I would, even though I didn't have a name for it, I didn't know what it was. I knew I was chasing something. I believed in something. And when you do that, you, you stumble and fall along the way. And then that dream tests you. How bad do you really want this? Are you going to get up and dust yourself off? So I say all that to say that people who are living their truth are going to gravitate towards other people who are pursuing their truth because they get it. They get it. So I don't think you should feel bad about using that term because it applies, you know, it applies. And, and like you said, when you did come out, when you did accept your truth and start walking the path of your truth, it's been that same type of night and day as when you see a person come out of the closet, you know, and start living their truth where they're no longer concerned what other people think. They're yeah. doing what makes I them guess, happy. Yeah, I just guess, like, uh, yeah, it's the, only, I, I, the only reason I brought it out is because obviously I've spoken to, to Lou about it. Um, and we've had quite some deep and emotional conversations. And I said, and that's when it came. So the only way I can describe it is this. But, yeah, I suppose you're right. It's just that I feel kind of bad because oh, I understand. I get it. You know, we're, we're, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a real battle on it for for a gay people who don't feel like they can come out. It is horrendous, and, and nobody should be, you know, should have to go through that. So it's kind of like I was. I, I didn't want to trivialize it because yeah, that's that's the reason. But I love I love the term living your truth. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
steal that one. <laughs> no, feel free, feel free. I mean, it's 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 a, you know for those of us who and and I, and I think that that's something that a lot of my listeners are on either side of the fence on. Meaning, we I, I have the listeners who are living their truth, and then I have listeners who, like you were 15 months ago, who were trying to find their truth. Yeah. You know, and hopefully the same way that, that, that you are inspired by hearing other people who are living their truth, somebody out there in the world is going to be inspired by hearing you live your truth. And then that, yeah. that, 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 that cycle is going to continue, you know, somebody else is yeah, going to be inspired by so. your story and then hopefully yeah. they'll, they'll come on and then another person will be inspired by their story. And, you know, like I mentioned to you before, when I do these episodes, my sole objective is to have that episode resonate with one person out there. With just, just that's all I look for. Just let it connect with one per, not even a couple, just one person. Let one person be inspired by this person's story, and whatever else happens after that, to me, it's it's gravy because it 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 moved one person forward. You know, so that's why I was so anxious to have you on because it's that tangible manifestation, meaning I can actually connect the dots from Secret Stag and Secret Vixen to Mr. and Mrs. Kaz to now you. You know, like I can actually connect those dots and it's tangible. Yeah. And not only is it tangible, but the three of you have actually started a friendship like you alluded to several times in the interview you guys have actually gone out and met mr and mrs kaz yeah you know yeah. like your your yeah. friendship is not a virtual friendship you know you've been in each other's presence yeah. you know you've yeah. laughed together you've shared food you've shared drinks you know you've shared oh, yeah. each other's company and that's that's yeah. you know there's there's no better feeling because yes, it's great when people are inspired, but it's even better when people actually form real friendships. And I've seen that happen in multiple places through my listeners. And it's, it's yeah. as, as someone who, you know, who had a dream and who had an idea and said, well, I don't know, is this going to work? Is this going to resonate with people? You know, to now fast forward almost three years and have people around the world who have listened and been affected by it and had their lives changed by it, it's extremely humbling. You know, it's extremely humbling. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm never going to well, be a, a musician. I'm never going to put out works that people are listening to and, and, and having it, you know, songs played at weddings and having, you know, songs mean something. But in my own little way, I have made music and my music has inspired people. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes for me. You know, it's overwhelming yeah. the effect that that it has had because in my own kinky kind of way, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking about guys sharing their wives, you know, but in my, in my own kinky kind of way, it's it's helping people, and it's it's an it's an amazing yeah. it's an amazing feeling. But but with with what you've done though, and again, you know, this was this was how I was gonna I was gonna wrap up really, is that by doing what you've done. Um, you, you, you've, sounds, sounds massive, but you, you have changed, wait, 
you change people's lives. Like, so you've changed my life and, and Lou's life because, you know, in our last 15 months have been the most incredible 15 months we've had in our 25 year relationship. Um, it means, it means I can live my truth. That's calling your phrase. I can live my truth. Um, we can be open. We, our communication is incredibly different and better and improved. Um, we've got friends. You've connected us with friends. Um, just going back to the friends, Mr. and Mrs. Kaz UK. So, you know, um, Mrs. Kaz UK and, and Lou um, quite often chat, um, you know, after their little experiences and before their experiences. Me and Mr. Kaz UK um, message each other. We're all in a group chat, but we message message each other and, you know, just, uh, it's pre-meet, you know, uh, feeling a bit nervous. Uh, and we talk each other, you know, we talk to each other. And and I think just talking about like nervous pre-meet is a stag. It's not easy. Like I've said this to Lou, it's not easy. It's, it's somebody else going to be with your wife. So like, it, 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 stag gets nervous. I get nervous. Um, but you just know it's right. You just know that it feels amazing and you know the afterglow and you know the love and the intensity that happens between you at the time and after and before even. Um, so just going through that whole help network and like you said, about, you said at the end of what you were, you were talking about there about your, your podcast and your Keys Anchors, um Twitter feed and it is kink. It's about somebody else fucking your wife. But when we're together, when we, we went up to see um, Mr. and Mrs. Kaz UK, we were talking over a few beers and around the fire, completely open and naturally about it. And I urge people to go out there and seek friendships in the lifestyle because there is nothing better than oh, chatting. Absolutely. absolutely. I, There's I, nothing I better than chatting to a fellow stag about your feelings. And, and, it, and it's normal. In that environment, it's normal. Is totally normal, and there's nothing better than that. Is 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 such a good feeling. So you know, for from your podcast, from your, well, sorry, from your Twitter feed to your podcast to your network, connecting us with other people, and Mr. and Mrs. Kaz UK, um, it, I can't thank you enough. Really, I, I really can't. It's, it's been a, a hell of a journey, and actually started by by you. So yeah, you 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 have worked your magic or your uh, your performance <laughs> or your. <laughs> Certainly have. <laughs> well, well, look, Matt. I want to. I want to thank you for uh, for coming on, for being so candid and being so honest, and sharing your journey. You know, with 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 all my listeners. I mean, it was it was well worth the wait. You know, to 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 get you on, and we always say, cool, well, we'll find you. a time. We'll find a time. And <laughs> yeah. you know, you initially wanted to do it at eleven o'clock your time, which was six o'clock my time. And I was like, uh, you're gonna have to give yeah. me, you have to give me a couple more hours. Yeah, as soon as I messaged, I thought, yeah, that's a bit early. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's a bit early. But, you know, I, I wanted to get it done, so I'm I'm glad that we were were able to find the time, and 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 hopefully, you know, my listeners have enjoyed, you know, hearing your story. And like I said, you know, hopefully it'll resonate with one person out there. You know, yeah, I mean, it's the first podcast I've done. So whether it makes sense in terms of you know um, timelines and and you know information, out, how I put it across, I, I don't know because it's my first time. But um, hopefully it has, because um, I know other people's podcasts have massively helped me. And you know, if they want to message me on on Twitter, then they they can absolutely do that. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want to forget that. Um, why don't you tell my listeners how they can find you on Twitter? 
Yeah, so my my Twitter um, name is Devoted Stag UK, and Lou is Hot Wife Lou. Quite quite simple, quite basic. Now, is the link to your blog on your profile on Twitter? Can they find your yeah, blog? Yeah, it's, it's on my yeah, it's on my yeah, it's on the front page of my Twitter. Okay, there's only one story on there now. Now we've done this, I've better get sort my act out in there. Yeah, yeah. Now you're gonna have more some, people looking at more. it. So you, yeah, you, better, you, better, you, better, you better get you better get the writing. You know, let let, let Secret Stag and Secret Vixen inspire you because her her blog is tremendous. I um, know, I know. I know, I know. I feel ashamed when I read her. I feel absolutely ashamed. <laughs> well, let 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 them inspire you because I know she even inspired Secret well. Stag to write. You know, and and everything. Yeah. So that's and, right. And it was funny. You know, you were talking about her blog. She's so good. You know, because I happen I, to be, I happen to be the subject of one of her stories, and I'm reading. I know it. that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it, and. Like I'm enthralled by it and I was there oh, I know. and I'm excited I know. reading it. Like, you know, I'm reading it like what's going to happen next. And it's like, Hey, dumbass, you I know. were there. <laughs> yeah. But I know she writes really, really yeah. well. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, yeah, she does. It must be a profession or something. She, she is brilliant. Yeah, no, she's, she's, yeah, brilliant. She's, she's definitely <laughs> extremely talented, you know? Yeah. So on that note, I want to thank you. Um, I want to give a shout out to my Patreon supporters. Like I said, I know I don't shout you out by name because there's so many of you and I'm so appreciative and I just want my Patreon supporters to know, and I say it every single episode, I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Like I would not be able to do what I do if it weren't for, the, you know, if it weren't for my Patreon community. You know, this, like I said, this is something that started out as kind of a hope and a dream for me to be able to help people and to fast forward these three years and and see, you know, everything that I've been able to accomplish and all the people that I've been able to help and all the wonderful emails that I've gotten from people expressing their gratitude, you know, not to sound redundant, but it's, it's, I can't overstate enough how humbling it is, you know, and I just want to make sure that people know just how gracious I am. I truly am. I'm truly gracious for the way that people around the world have responded to this and kind of incorporated it and, you know, allowed me into their lives, you know, found what I said to be credible enough to say, Hey, let's try that. Or let's listen, or let's walk that path. So thank you. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to you, Matt. Uh, you know, please give my thanks and my regards to your beautiful wife, Lou, and trust me, look at her profile. Very smoking hot woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think so. Very, and many do as well, yeah. Very hot woman. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Thank you, Matt. And um, I'll see you all when I see you. Take care.